this, okay, now, now we've started. Now that I've spent yeah, 25 well. minutes repairing the microphone stands. And when I say repair, the one that I've got pointed at you is pointed it's, at you in a way that no microphone stand has ever been pointed at anybody. I mean, it's precarious at best. I've set it up yeah. like it feels more like, you know, if a drummer was doing an improvised gig where they'd only given him a bucket and he had to like point it down in the direction of the bucket. I mean, if I was a saxophone player, this would be perfect. It's a, it's a perfect sax angle. Now, were you? Did you ever? Oh, Ross Noble's here. This is the episode. Ross Noble's yes. going to do an episode of Philosophy. Um, yes. It's coming up. Uh, this is the teaser yeah. episode. But this is also we're, we're just going to, you know, do your plugs as well because you're yes. on tour. Yes. I, well, it's a it's an unusual tour because I did my big tour last year and then, uh, well, no Australia, but this is the it's the world it's the World Wide Web, isn't it? This is the World Wide Web. Yeah, yeah, there are yeah. people listening overseas. Of course, but they're they not going to make it to these immediate gigs. So. Well, well, but, but tell I'm, the whole story. But I'm doing a UK tour, yeah. so I've got uh, so I've got thirty gigs coming up, uh, which are all of the venues that I didn't do on the last tour. So I've basically just all the places that what I've discovered is is that I've put in a tour of Australia. And I, I go, right, this is where, this the, these are the ones that, you know, the location you want to just do, you want it to work geographically. Mm. And then I do that. And then, oh, this one's available. And then you can travel to that one. And then, and then I do that. And for the past couple of years, I've done that. And then everyone kicks off going, but you never came to Gympie. And you go, oh, but that wasn't really on the route. So I then end up You've doing, got to move Gympie. In between two places I was already going that had a Monday and a Wednesday availability. Exactly. But people don't get that. So, but then I feel bad that I haven't serviced the nation. So then (laughs) I've put on a tour where every single venue is awkward to get. So like, this is so, so this is just like, so I have a beautiful smooth sailing tour and then the gigs that are coming up now are, so it's you know it's your Ballarat, your Ballarat, your Bendigo's, your Geelong's, your Gympies, your Toowoombas. There's no rhyme or read. They're just ones that weren't available on the last tour. And what I should have done, well, what I could have done. Well, what you've done, firstly, is the easy to catch serial killer tour, which was yes. He's clearly just going around here in a circle. We can cut him off at Toowoomba. Exactly. And then this one, you're just doing that. There is no rhyme or reason. Yeah, exactly, we will never yeah. stop this madman. It should, should be called the cover your tracks tour. <laughs> so, so that's what this is. And then I go back to the UK and I do a couple of months of in the UK. Uh, so that's the touring. And then on the 27th of uh, this month, but this could be any month in the, in this. But anyway, either I've got a film coming out. I've got an animated film coming out. It's called The Wishmas Tree. And it's a children's animated film uh, where I play a, a, a lizard. What sort of lizard do you play? A frill, frill neck. Yeah. Frill neck lizard. And it's in the cinemas on the... 27th of the february this february or if you're listening in the future yeah it'll be last on, february yeah last february <laughs> will probably be on some sort of street streaming service so yeah the wish mystery that's that is in the cinemas soon and then on abc 
this is good just doing the plug. The plugs, just right? Just the full plug. Can I and, uh, can I explore on. some of them along the way, though? Yeah, or, yeah, let's do it. should I go back over them? Do you want to do all the plugs and then we can just go back over well, them? Well, I'll see. What's yeah, your I'll preferred t- method? Let's, well, let's well let's headline it. <laughs> so we've got the Wishing Street and then I've got uh, ABC uh, Comedy 920 every Saturday night is half an hour of me doing stand-up. So I've called that the Ross Noble stand-up series because I didn't want any, I didn't want any, con- so, so I called it something clever. I thought, no, because I want people to go, because it's on like, because on ABC coming out, people just go, oh, have you got that, sta- what's that stand-up series you did? And I can just go, oh, it's just called the stand-up series. Because also I didn't want to just, because the trouble is people might watch it and just think it's one show and then they're going to see the same show. It's just on repeat. But it's not on repeat. It's a different half hour for eight weeks. Uh, so, so, did you consider putting all that detail into the title, Ross Noble's stand-up season? Yeah. that is eight different half-hour episodes. If they would have let me, <laughs> I would have. Done. But they, also on the planning and on when he this is a- episode three, you've missed two. <laughs> yeah. They're available on iView and the show. And the show is me explaining it as well. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's. Yeah, so that's a thing. Okay, well, then, so where was that? Okay, let's start with that one and work yeah. backwards then. Where was that filmed? Uh, so half of it was filmed here, half of it was filmed in the UK. So it's a sort of mixture of... Because a lot of the stuff's quite Australian and then other stuff's... I thought, oh, but the Brits might... So, yeah, it's it's a it's sort of a, it's a mixture of the two. How did you, so, uh, like, film it? Did you, like decide that you were going to make this into a program first or did you yeah. take cameras out on the road and start filming stuff like was there an agenda and um, how you put it together uh well what i've been doing the past so i've always sort of like filmed i just filmed the show like when dvds were like mm. a thing i used to i got quite annoyed at having to go oh this is this is the definitive show so i used to record like so i'd record loads of shows and then that I I I always said you know to the to the DVD people so oh, we'll record a load of shows and then we'll pick the best one, but then I didn't. I would just put all of those shows out, <laughs> and it was like and it's a thing of uh, I think it got so yeah like I did so there's one time I did, so I did this one DVD it was like Headspace Cowboy where instead of so I I that DVD was. Because what I'd always done in the past, I'd release one main show and then there'd be like bonus shows. And then with Headspace Cowboy, I thought I'll just, I'll release, I'll just release like six six shows, eight shows. But I just thought I'll just release them, but I won't see which one's the main show so that people can just, they can just decide, you know. Because of the nature of what I do, it's sort of like, I don't, I don't go, I don't think, right, the show's going to be about this thing and then, you get to that and you go, oh, that's the definitive version of it. As soon as the, as soon as the show feels like it's becoming something definitive, I snap it and break it. And you know what I mean? Like as soon as something, if I get a good idea and I'll sort of play around with it, as soon as it starts to feel like it's, if it feels like it's a bit, then I'll kind of, I'll go, right, well, I'm only, I'm only going to do the start of it, but not the end and then just move it around. So it sort of lends itself to that. So then with this, it's one of those things where I thought, hang on a second. Well, what I thought was, oh, DVDs aren't a thing anymore. Mm. And then, uh, 
And then I thought, now oh. I can record every show, and release every show, <laughs> everything. And then I thought, oh well, I'll go. I thought I'll I'll record a series and then like stream them. And then I realised, oh, there's actually you could just put them on telly <laughs> instead of streaming them. There's me going, that's the future. And then I went, oh, hang on. There's, there's actually, television still exists. So it could be a television show. It's taken me a long time to realise, oh, yeah, this could be a TV show. So, yeah, so that's a, so that's a thing. So that's, okay, so that's good. When you say that yes. you're, and this is good to do this podcast as well, because right. you, you've not heard the podcast, and this will warm you up for a little bit for the, the, the style of questions okay. I'm going to ask you when we do the main I episode. feel really bad because it's one of those things I, f- I feel really bad that I haven't listened to the podcast. No, I, in fact, I actually sometimes prefer when people haven't listened, to okay. be honest, because... No, but I genuinely feel bad because it's one of those things where I keep going, oh, I should get around to listening. There's a lot of podcasts, you know? <laughs> there is a lot of yeah. podcasts. Uh, like, fact, there's, that's there's, the slogan for podcasting, podcasts. There's a lot of them. No, there's a lot of them. No, but this podcast and also that one... Uh, my favorite murder. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. I go. I should really, I should really listen to mm. that. They're doing just, fine though. Yeah, but <laughs> I, no, but it's that. I don't fancy that that porno one. Oh, my dad wrote a porno. Yeah, I watched their live show. Yeah, and I went. Oh. I listened to an episode of it because it was so popular, and I was just Exa- like, oh, exactly. Well, this is yeah. This is just not for me. That's okay. Like you know, there yeah. are plenty of things in the world that are not for me. Um. I, I know Karen Kilgariff, who does the, you know, uh, My Favourite Murder. Oh, yeah. Um, from stand-up in LA. Like, oh, you know, right, okay. Hang out a yeah, bit. yeah. And she is one of the, you know, just the nicest people that you would ever meet in your entire yeah, life. Yeah. So I listened to a few episodes of that, and they're great together. But I just don't like really true, true crime. I don't, I don't like, I like my crime to be law and order crime. Oh, Take the true yeah. crime and then fictionalise it so that I can recognise this is about something real. But... I can just kind of get into it because it's law and order. I'm not oh, so... Okay. You see, I, I, I love it. I'm, I'm properly obsessed with all that. Like, in a way, there's a... Have you ever listened to uh, um, All Killer No Filler? No. So All Killer No Filler is sort of the same thing as My Favourite Murder. Yeah. So I sort of... It's it's um, Kerry Pritchard McLean, stand-up, uh, and Rachel Fairburn, also, both really, like, really properly funny. And... Uh, and and I and I love that show. And I love all the murder and that. And then, so I almost feel a bit guilty about feel a bit guilty about. So I sort of feel like I'd be cheating, cheating. on them, but I will do because yeah. I like the murder. So it's just, it's tricky, you know. Okay. So yes. anyway, but plenty so of I, questions. So, so I'm, I'm sorry I haven't listened no, to no, them. No apologies yeah. needed. But right. I was going to say this is that often I just like to unpack the thought process behind something like that. So right, okay. I'm fascinated by. Firstly, if you do six to eight shows, for example, yeah. of the same show, yeah. and you release them, to a yeah. person sitting down to watch them, how substantially different are those shows? Completely different. Yeah. Any or, of the same no. topics or material no. or I things mean, reimagined? I mean, you know, the fact that there's things that always, there's certain obsessions which, you know, like, you know, I might mention ghosts. Mm. Ghosts is a thing that, you know, ghosts, monkeys, uh ghost monkeys um <laughs> but thematically like they're not connected to each other necessarily no. either in any way not at all no no and i also um see i think like with stand-up like because you know it's become 
certainly in the last couple of years, become very fashionable to have a theme, mm-hmm. and which is great. I've never, I've never had a theme because it's that thing of like, I. If people came along and went, oh, we're going to see a show about this, they wouldn't get that because, <laughs> because it's that thing of like, I, I, yeah. my, my brain just goes off on mm-hmm. tangents and therefore I went, well, that's the thing that people want to see. So, you know, if I start talking about a thing, then that's, they're not getting that. Th- yeah. So um, when you say then that if something feels like it starts to become a bit and you start to break it apart, do it in different ways, yeah. you know, mess with it. Yeah. Is that because as a process like from your point of view because i've always had this theory that there's probably two very distinct you know acts of you know comedy stand-up comedy in particular which Mm. is one is the act of creation and one of the one is the act of recreation right right yeah yeah, so a lot of the time people are trying to get through the creation as quick as possible so that they can get to the point where they can replicate and and recreate that moment to sort of trigger that emotion in people whereas There is another aspect of it, which is creation, which I personally find just more exciting. It's a more exciting, you know, thing to do. And I grew up watching Billy Connolly, as I'm sure, you know, you probably did as well. And, you know, even if he was eventually covering topics that he would cover again, there was a real, you know, sense of the fact that, you know, a lot of it was coming to him on the spot, or at least he was attacking that story in a different way, perhaps, to the yeah. way that he might have attacked that story the night before. I, I went and saw him two nights running, actually, just just purely and simply to to see that. It was really fascinating. Um, yeah, I think... So I think the thing, like, with stand-up, it's such a... Um, it's, it's one of the only mediums that allows for... It's sort of, it's so much about, but like you know, being in that moment and and being in that room, and sharing that that energy, is there's 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 no real, I suppose you could say, I don't know, like jazz, free form jazz, or but even even then, it's sort of like the the weird thing about comedy is even though people will come along and they'll watch a show and even if you're doing something that is in the moment people have this idea in their head whoa this could go wrong <laughs> at any moment you know people have this people put themselves yeah. they think what would I feel if I was doing right. that and they're like whoa and journalists are always like what if they don't laugh what if you can't think they go what if you run out of things to say and you just go like, these aren't, these yeah. aren't questions that you're asking yourself or things you're worried about ever. You know, <laughs> it's that thing of a, it's like saying to plenty a, of other things you're concerned about in your day, but yeah. they are not the things you're concerned. Yeah. About. It's yeah. like saying to a crane driver, are, are you ever worried that like, you'll be like lifting up a particularly heavy item and you'll just open the door and jump out to your death? No, no. <laughs> It's not, do you know what I mean? It's like, I suppose that's what like, like crazy anxiety or something is, but right. like, you know, oh, you worried that people aren't going to have, oh, you're going to worry about it. Like, I don't know, like you, you're a municipal uh, council worker, just, oh, are you worried that you're just going to take your lawnmower and just deliberately drive it through a like playground, maiming loads of kids? No, that's not a thing. So... 
for wow that I, was hope, a, I certainly hope that was picked up on the mic i can't imagine that my microphones are quite good enough to pick <laughs> up a clap of thunder did you see the uh, the quality <laughs> of the microphone <laughs> stands it's unbelievable are you worried that things that you're not going to think of something funny well so, okay so i forgot what my no, point well, was but uh, that's okay you don't uh, need to no you'd already made your point very excellently but was it so but, oh yeah yeah so so that, that thing of like of like being in the being in the moment that's what oh yeah jazz that's right yeah so people sit there going oh shit what if it goes wrong but are people going along the free form jazz and going oh shit what if he hits the wrong notes do you know what i mean are they like oh what if he's what if his banjo snaps and it flies off into the do you know what i mean that's, but they, i that's, guess that's ragtime that's not free I, I guess that there is that element of you know, like you said, they're seeing it from a very different perspective, their individual perspective. Yeah. You've been doing this for, you know, as long as you've been doing it and you have this, you know, sample size of going, oh no, this is how I do it. And people yeah, like was... how I do it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing I'm not worried about is, you know, there are plenty of other worries in my day, but the thing that I am not worried about is actually being able to do it. But do you need to prepare yourself in a certain way to, you know, do the style of comedy you do? Because when I've done improvised shows and I just did a series of, 10 shows up in Sydney, which are all, you know, just like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, made up that. on yeah. the spot in the yeah. room, you know. I mean, crowd working and all sorts of things. But, yeah, you know, yeah. like I find them to be just a bit more like mentally and physically draining than, you know, doing a show where I'm just doing my material. Yeah. I mean, is there, I, do you have to prepare in a certain way to kind of be able to do a two-hour show where you are, you know, using your imagination to that extent every night? I didn't realise quite how tiring it was mm. i just thought oh this is just what it's like yeah. to be 43 it's mostly what you do and yeah right. it's because it's all i've ever done and then uh so i was doing a musical albeit a comedy musical young frankenstein in the west end and it was and physically like you know physically there was a lot of dancing i was playing a hunchback it was a really physical performance i was like i was kind of like uh uh like twisted i was i was making myself about so i looked as if i was four foot the whole time i was like scuttling about the stage and like spinning around and then there was you know these sort of big dance bits that i had to do and physically like afterwards people would go god you must be exhausted and i had to have like a physio to like straighten me out again and we're doing like eight shows a week like loads of rehearsals and then we do eight shows a week and then you have to do like a dance warm-up and all that sort of stuff and people would especially people who hadn't seen me dance before people would be going whoa that's like full on but weirdly it was less like mentally we were doing the word in the same show every night it's the same words it's the same dance steps it's the same notes in the songs you know you would just and i'd get to the end of an age and like over the Christmas we did we did two weeks of ten shows and it, mentally it was ju it was just like it was like being in a warm bath you were just sort of sat there going oh I get all the buzz mm. I get all the buzz of but also obviously it was that thing of like a lot less of the money yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the main thing. <laughs> Very much so. You go, hmm, so we have to pay like 20 casts, 20 casts. We've got nine in the band for all the guys moving the set around, all the costume people, wigs, props. Hmm. I'm pretty sure I could fill this theatre making some stuff up. <laughs> well, I, ironically, I did. So the, the theatre we... Uh, the theatre that we were in, I had previously done, uh, so it was the Garrick in the West End, and I'd previously done uh, five weeks. I'd done a five-week run there on my own. So some nights I would be waiting to come on with me hunch just going, <laughs> I could have had all the cash. <laughs> like, you, know, you can't can't think like that. Really. But... Uh, uh, all right, yes. uh, we're, we're nearly done with the podcast. All right, yes. Um, uh, but I want to talk about the Wishmas tree. So, yes. Uh, what's your involvement in it? Are you just voicing a character or did you, like, yeah, were you involved in the writing of this? No, uh, ju- just voicing it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, turn up and, uh, yeah, and be a lizard. It's um, good. It's, it's, a, it's a... Is it a big part? The lizard in the in the Wishmas tree, what is the, what's your yeah, role of I, your lizard? I would say if I was to... He's the kind of... Uh, yeah, he's he's the sort of he's the Gandalf to the Frodo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's, oh, yeah. It's not just like uh, no, it's not just like pop up and go. Oh, I'm the thing. No, I'm th- I'm th- I'm in it. I'm. I yeah. didn't doubt that. You were, I didn't think it was going to be like when they changed two characters from oh. Finding Nemo in every market to <laughs> yeah, appeal to. Yeah. <laughs> it's Hamish and Andy in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a hand and deck. <laughs> no, you're right. No, no, I'm, I'm in it all this way, and and I um. Who's the uh, lead? Who's the, the uh, voice by? Miranda Tapsell. Oh, okay. Is awesome. the, uh, she Tapsy. plays... What? Tapsy. 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 Tapsels. No, like, that's what... It, uh, so... Oh, you're... Miranda. Oh, that's, um, her... Uh, so ja- a guy called James Colley, who's a brilliant uh, comedian and writer, James right. Colley. Uh, he's married to Miranda, and he and I worked together on Gruen, so oh, okay. I was using the... It, affectionate name that oh my yeah. god because I've been doing all this press for the film and you've said Tapsy the whole time and you're like and you've oh got, no it's Tapsy oh no it's Tapsy it's and oh what you've done is very culturally also very <laughs> <laughs> wow um, um, alright well that's the plugs Ross yes. Noble's on tour can um, I just Australia. Ask, did you deliberately organise your books in colours in colours absolutely 100% wow that strikes me as somebody that should have been doing something else <laughs> And when maybe come, read, reading I, some of those I, books I, instead of just organizing them. Um, so yes, Tapsell, mm. Miranda yes, Tapsell, yes, who I still haven't met, obviously, because it's an animated film. So you're but you are constantly interacting Const- with each other in the film, constantly, and you've never met her, never met no, it's an animated films, isn't it? You go in, you do, you do your thing, you do <laughs> I love the whole thing. You say thing. that like we. I mean, yes, well, I guess people do understand that to a certain extent, but I think people would. Well, people know that, don't they? From well, watching, well, I think the... people might still have the idea if two main characters were in a lot of scenes together that you would do those in the same room with each other. Oh, what? So, so no, people don't say. What do so they think that like Tim Allen and like Tom Hanks are going? What time are we? What, what time we get to the studio? I just, I think they assume that maybe, you know, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen don't have to do it, but maybe you and Miranda Tapsell well, would have yeah. to. Yeah, that is, that is true. <laughs> uh, all right, so Australia right. tour first, UK tour yes, after that. after yes. that, okay. yes. And the Wishmas Tree on the 27th. All the details at rossnoble.com. 
com. Okay, nice. Yeah. Oh, it go. used to, I used to. Co.co. Used to be co.uk, but I got .com because I was furious for years because mm. rossnoble.com was an industrial metal engraver in Michigan. Mm. And so he had it from when the web first started. Mm. And then, luckily, thanks to the uh, declining. He went out of business. Yeah, he went out of business. Oh, no. Boom. And I was the only thing I was... Probably because most of his orders were clogged up with your emails. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, but I also I thought about, is it wrong to contact a failed business and say, do you have any stationery or like, um, you know, the, the fridge magnets, all of that stuff lying around? My argument would have been that it would have been a kindness. Because if yeah, your business has failed and you're yeah. looking to offload... I mean, he wouldn't want reminders of his failed business around his house. And exactly. He's probably looking for some short-term cash. If he fires up his business again, he's not having it back. And if you could, if you could just do all your correspondence on some metal engravers' letterhead, exactly. You know, I'll just cross that out. So, you know, did you ever make contact with him? Because I imagine that if he had rossnoble.com, there must have been Ross Noble fans over the years who. No, no, I don't. I think... So no, you you never got the feeling that he was. He must have been aware of you, though. Surely, I liked it. Well, when on is there a more famous Ross Noble than you? If I if I googled Ross Noble, is there a more well known Ross Noble that would come up? I doubt that. If there you would. went on Twitter, you would find a guy like. So I had to be real Ross Noble because mm. there was already a Ross Noble on Twitter, and I feel a bit sorry for him because he's just a man in Canada trying to get on with his life. <laughs> He's got so much bullshit that he has to deal with. This people just, yeah. So. I, I got a Facebook message once from a Will Anderson who had one L right. in his will. And it, it literally, the entire message just said, you ruined my life. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Like, wow. Well, what about this? There's, there's, uh, will Smith, right? Uh, there's a British Will Smith who really successful. He's uh He's one of the writers and, well, he was a writer on The Thick of It and now he's on uh, Avenue 5 and he's a, you know, he's a writer, producer, you know, but but he just refuses to change his name, still calls himself Will Smith. The, when he was a, so he'd started doing stand-up and Will Smith wasn't as big as he is now. He's like, I reckon, I reckon I've got him covered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and of course he's, uh, He's the whitest, most middle class man you're ever like. So like people would be turning up to comedy clubs back in the nineties <laughs> thinking it was like they'd just be like, Wow, this oh, the Fresh Prince is here. Can't believe he's gonna you know and uh the British will mm. like he wasn't born and raised in East Philadelphia. <laughs> he's never been in a fight. His mama never sent him off, mm. you know, in any way. Had more in so, common with Carlton from the series. Very much so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, all right, uh, that's the plugs done. Cool. We'll start the actual podcast. Cool.